previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And I walked up to the chef. I said, hey, can you go in the back and get me an avocado? And he goes, you mean, kill me slice you? I said, no, no, just a whole avocado. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know if it's going to be good. I said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. So he gives me this avocado. We're walking up getting food. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Kirkjian. And he turned around. I go, would you sign my avocado? <laughs> and he just goes, oh, geez, oh, man, another little. <laughs> <laughs> You still have it? <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. All right. How's everyone doing? We have Simon and Ritz with us today. Full house. Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey. Like, so now we've never had this combination, right, guys? No, this is the first time. No, no so- but it's very cramped here in Simon's closet. <laughs> it so. is. Yeah. You didn't tell me we would have to do this together, but it's, Well, it's Sully nice. will be happy because Tiny Chuck's gone. He's yeah. still celebrating his birthday or he's hungover or something. I yeah. don't know where the hell he is. Yeah. But uh, we're happy to have you two with us. Now, gentlemen, we're going to have to, we're all going to take a backseat for a second. We had, we, we've done this in the past and it's kind of fun and it's kind of outdated now because as we all know, as we said on the last episode, we should be fearing the deer. Mm-hmm. And the Milwaukee Bucks pulled off something I don't think anybody thought was possible. Four in a row. They go down 0-2, and then they win four in a row to win the NBA championship. And I hope you all don't mind, but I had to make a phone call. So please welcome to the show, Steve Osbold. Hey, Steve, how's it going? How's it going? Congratulations. Thank you, man. This is amazing. (laughs) They actually did it. They sure did. Everyone's fearing the deer now, baby. Oh, yeah. Did you see any of the pictures I had? We were going to go down and hang out in the deer district, but instead we decided to go out to dinner, and then we just drove down and around it a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Because it... It was 65,000 people there. It was the 10th largest city in the state of Wisconsin. (laughs) I mean, and just barely out of 8th and ninth place. Wow. It's amazing. Well, we've done this before. We're like, we couldn't think of a bigger Milwaukee Bucks fan to like call. (laughs) I thought we've got to call Steve and say congratulations. And like, this is amazing. So. Oh, it is. Well, hey, I can tie this into a meet the little, not a meet the littles thing. Uh. Uh, no, the August seventh. Oh yeah, summer, summer of littles. littles. My gosh, you know, I know, I, I, ah, yes, my lovely wife, of course, has a kind name, so she knew what it was, I, but you did. I know, I blanked on it. So now she know. gets to go, right? Exactly. Well, yeah, she was going to be there anyhow. Oh, okay. She has to bartend. Oh, <laughs> oh fun. This is awesome. What are you watching? Oh, of course. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was debating whether to just to record a voice message once they won the game. Yeah. To say, you know, come see us at Summer of Littles, home of the world champion. Yes. Oh, dude, totally do that. Record a bumper for us and we'll put oh, it on. Oh, for sure. This is awesome. Well, enjoy yeah. it, my friend. Congratulations. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah. This is so <laughs> when, great. when was the last one? 50 years ago when 50. I was two. Wow. 1971. Wow. So I don't remember that one. Yeah. And they got to another finals in 74. Right. That's right. Yeah. They lost. So, yeah, this is uh, their first time in the Eastern Division when they won the championship because they were in the West back then. Oh, wow. Cool. Interesting. Well, we are the Midwest. Yeah, right. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And they even wore the uniforms I liked. Oh, good. Black ones. Yeah. All right. Well, you've got celebrating (laughs) to do, so we won't keep you. But we wanted to at least check in with you. And we knew you'd be up for sure. So. Oh, yeah. You bet. Congrats. (laughs) Talk soon. See you later. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. How much fun was that, Roxy? It was so much fun to talk to Steve again. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're so happy for them. Ritz and Simon, did you watch any of the game this past Tuesday? Oh, man, it was great. And I loved, what did they say? There was like 30,000 people outside the arena. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The downtown Milwaukee area was nuts, as we figured. It was crazy. I mean, I hope it was safe. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things going on nowadays that I'm just like, I'm not so sure about this. You know, uh, well, it made things. it to the BBC News, so I did see you know, ah. some clips on that. So oh. it did make it that far. Now we're did they... a whole piece on how he's Greek, you know. So I, I appreciated that. Oh. As you guys know, I was supporting. I was supporting the Greek. So well, you were supporting was, the uh, buck, I believe. Well, yeah, oh. buck, and I and and we did. And we can did. all <laughs> buck now. So that's nice. It's a thing. 
So, and it worked. So congratulations to all our Wisconsin, Milwaukee, especially loyal listeners out there for your championship. It'd been 50 years, I believe, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. that's. I thought it was really cool that Antetokounmpo scored 50 points and it was the 50th anniversary oh, of wow. them last winning the NBA championship. Careful, Rich. You're going to become stat boy now. Cause... <laughs> that is, and I'll that tell is. you, you know, he conveniently missed that last free throw. So maybe he had that in his mind. He must have. Did you text him? You must have texted him and said, don't get the no. next one. because. <laughs> right. Just think how nice it would have been if England had won as well. It... Well, you know, 55 years, you know, if we had scored like 55 goals. Then that... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That would have been fantastic. Oh, well. oh, well. That still stings, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's going to hurt for a while. <laughs> so we got a nice note from Bob Sproul, and he said he received our entry. So Roxy and, you know, Chuck here are in. Did, he, did my research. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I, I do have to full disclosure, Roxy helped me a lot with mine because I'm not into it as much as she is. So, but we're both in. And he also said, I also want to thank you both for being such a strong proponent of these pools on the podcast. You may well be the best word of mouth advertising that the grandstander has ever received. But while I appreciate the hype for the SMV pools, you might also want to talk up some of the other attributes of the grandstander blog. Incisive book, movie, theatrical and television reviews, cutting edge sports commentary, although much but not all of it localized to Pittsburgh area teams. And what has proved to be one of the most popular features of the blog, the absent friends obituaries. It has gotten to the point where when someone notable passes on, friends will ask me, hey, are you going to do an absent friends piece? And so on and so. Seriously, though, great interview with Joe Magnu last week. I even exchanged comments with him on Facebook over time, but had no idea what he did for a living. Really good stuff. That's what I love. Yeah. Now, I have to say That's this, That's what too. this is about. Yeah. I mean, That's why I, we're here. They're neighbors, and he had no idea. Yeah. I love it. That's why we're here. And he also said, I love the NPR-style sign-on, and I got a musing jolt when I heard sweet-voiced Roxy use the term shitter as well. Talk about a juxtaposition. <laughs> Take care and keep up the good work, Bob. Thank you, Bob, for the email. Uh, Simon, yeah, we might have mentioned what you might be doing out in Vegas. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Making sure that, um, making so sure maybe. the shitter's cleaned out. So, I mean, you might want to start listening to the podcast just to check in on us every once in a while. I, I think that's why Chuck does, so he knows how often we throw him under the bus. So Right. Um, yeah. I think it's best I don't know how often I get thrown under the bus. Okay. But, uh, oh, yeah, I had a good shit tank cleaning today. It was, it was really good. I got, like, right in there. Like, it's amazing the things people flush when you tell them not to, you know. So. Roxy, please read our next message ASAP. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Bobby Godfried, right? Yep. Bobby's next. All right. This is a tweet from Bobby Godfried. Not one mention from Joe of the time I yelled La Cheeserie at him outside the arena before one of the Stanley Cup final games. Sadly, I wasn't at the trivia night he attended. So Joe, uh, I don't know if you have a message you'd like for us to give back to Bobby. Bobby, just let us or know. just reach out to him. You know. And then uh, it's been a while. We heard from Cool Aunt Claire. Ooh. I mean, we. I was excited. She wrote, you crack me up. Every episode now, we get a talk about burying the, uh, the lead, spelled L-E-D-E, from you. I love the joy in your <laughs> That's voice. That's the correct way to spell it. Well, uh, <laughs> boiler alert. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I love the joy in your voice when a guest says something about themselves that you love best of all. FYI, that's not a typo. Most people don't know that it's L-E-D-E and not L-E-A-D in that phrase. And then she writes, oh, my God, Joe M played for him and keeps in touch with him. That's the lead spelled L-E-D-E. I'm swooning. So Claire obviously has a crush on a. Wait, I love him. You know, actor here. Wait, I love him. <laughs> oh, so does Roxy now, apparently. Wait, I know him. I love him. OK, well. So real quick now, are you, you two guys, I know you said you haven't done the, the pool yet, but are you are Olympic people, right? Like you like to watch the Olympics? Yes. Okay. Simon, you too, right? Oh yeah. I, lo I love the Olympics, okay, but right. I, until the opening ceremony, I will not watch it. Okay. You know, this... Because I, I like to follow things by the book. You know, right. This is what I don't get. Open. So how are there events already happening? Okay. One of which is one of my favorites and it's the softball. Obviously I'm an avid softball player. So of course I have this huge interest. It's already on. And I'm about to grind some gears here. Yeah, U.S. already played, I think, right? Yeah. Yes, many times. I mean, the, the opening ceremonies were last night, and there were games on Tuesday and Wednesday earlier this week. So this is what I don't understand. Okay, I'll even set that aside because I did know about it. You know, my smart TV tells me, oh, Olympic softball, do you want to watch? You know, that kind of stuff. So I knew it's not like I missed it because then I would have been really pissed. Yeah. Okay. I didn't miss it. 
Now, so have you guys been watching any of this yet? Nice. No, I'm with Simon. If if there's not an opening ceremony, what? I don't watch. So well, that's but it's when softball. I start my I fandom. Feel, I feel like I'm. I, I used to know. I've. This is the first year watching the the Olympics before the opening ceremony, and I I'm kind of excited about it. It feels like I'm pre gaming. No, I'm furious because <laughs> I, see, here's the thing. I thought because I did know that there's you know there's pre game warm up exhibition games yeah. like for the basketball team because that's all been the buzz how they lost like two or three of those mm-hmm. you know the pre the exhibition games and i thought that's what this was and come to find out no these are actual these are they're playing for medals now. They, they're playing for medals now of course you know every team plays you play everyone in the round rob you play every team five and then you know and then it gets down to the medal rounds mm-hmm. okay so these aren't really medal rounds but you have to advance they're to get in to the, the process medal of, round. right yeah yeah, so, it's just scheduling. I think it's always the same for soccer as well. That's well, soccer okay. started well, early. This is what's really uh, going to grind. I'm sorry. Can we get these freaking women a decent field to play on? I know. This it's is ridiculous. Did, did you see the bear? The bear? What? What bear? Yeah, there was a bear that apparently broke into <gasps> somehow they have video of a bear roaming the field obviously before the game oh okay but definitely check it out littles uh it's a pretty fun video <laughs> well this is what i don't get though they it's on a first of all it's on a baseball field right okay so the bases are like on the grass on the infield now it's all right. turf anyway okay the whole infield even though it looks like there's it's brown turf you know to make it look like it's quote dirt right okay i've seen many of those fields that's fine i don't even care about that but can we get the, I mean, this is the freaking Olympics. And I'll get them an actual softball field. Get them an actual softball field with dirt. So they have this little square patch of dirt where the pitcher stands. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a makeshift. Yeah, that's kind of lame. It's there is really rubber. Lame. I did see the rubber. There is a rubber, but, but it's like a makeshift little yeah, patch of, of like dirt. Like right in front of like the pitcher's mound. The real, pi- the baseball right. pitcher's mound, you right. know, because it's 43 feet this year, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, and, it's only going to get worse, you know, because like, the whole idea now, like didn't uh, Brisbane just got awarded the olympics just the other day right oh i don't and, know and uh, i think the idea is that they want now they want cities that don't have to spend a ton of money on it right so i feel like it's the, the eco version is just going to get well worse this is ridiculous there's the got to be a better setup for them in tokyo somewhere i mean i'm yeah. sorry I, I get that it's not a, a very famous sport there but it's the olympics I come know. on i mean and these are women that trained for a long time for this yeah and let's get them a decent field to play on. Right. I don't know. That just that was really. No, I agree. It Absolutely. Was it was terrible. Absolutely. And then the umpire. It's worse than Central Park. <laughs> no, <laughs> Central Park is. I'm telling you, Central Park is like a freaking. They should just Yankee play Stadium the Olympics this. there. This is like crazy. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Could you imagine the Olympics in Central Park? Anyway, all right, guys, we got to get out of here. We have a great Meet the Littles guest today. We're not even going to tease it. We're just going to get right into get it. Into so. It. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. We'll be right back. That was different. That was very different. Very different. I liked it. Oh, all right. This is Dina in Damascus. I'm hosting Summer of Littles 3 at Waradaka Brewery in Laytonsville, Maryland. Rumor has it Super G will be there as long as littles hand them a beer or... Can't get to Laytonsville? No worries. There is a Summer of Littles event near you. Go ahead and RSVP. Now, back to Chuck and Roxy on the WTFC Podcast Network. Light fast poured in The sounds too in stereo All around me crashing As I move through absurd I see a bird Hiding in the corner first Blackened by this universe We are being played in this episode by Robert Tara Wilson, and this song is called Blackbird. And he writes, Amidst the many lockdowns of the past year, I have taken the time away from performing to create a body of new material. Written and recorded entirely from my home, Blackbird will be my first release since 2019, and the very first sample of my new repertoire. This song is for every time you may have felt disowned or dislocated, removed or redundant. 
this song dwells deep into that moment and cries out for escape and healing. Littles, if you like what you hear, you can find Robert on his website, and that is robertterrawilson.co.uk. Let me spell that for you. That is www.robertterrawilson.co.uk. You can also find him on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just head on over there and search Robert Tara Wilson. And as always, we'll play the full song, Blackbird, at the end of the podcast. Hiding in the corner first Blackened by this universe Hey, blackbird Show All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, we've this is going to be a fun one. We've I'm been, very excited. We're very excited <laughs> about this because this is a first for the Loyal Littles podcast. Mm-hmm. Please welcome Sarah Quailu. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Now, did I sort of get that name right? You did. You nailed it. I nailed it. Okay, because <laughs> your mom warned us. Now, for littles that don't remember this. This is, I don't know, what are we calling this, Roxy? I mean, this is our first little, 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 right? Uh, like family little. Family little. So, Sarah, let's just jump right into this. Now, your mom is a loyal little, and we interviewed her probably about... Five episodes ago? Five or six. At least. No, it had to be much more than oh, that, Oh, more actually. than that. Maybe eight? Yeah. They all just <laughs> run in together. We'll go with eight. <laughs> but, Sarah, we're excited for this, because yeah. this is the first time. Now, we had a, a little and a tiny, because mm-hmm. we had Family. Bob Walsh and Maeve come on for a little snippet, but we've never had a full-on mother-daughter... Little, little. Little, little. little. So, <laughs> Sarah, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah. I work as an athletic trainer, currently uh, maybe thinking about going back to school to you know, study, study something else, but big sports fan, obviously, played collegiate soccer and just been involved in athletics from from start of a young age playing and then now as a career. Okay, so we're going to dive all into this. Now, you probably and I know you said you listened to a few episodes, so you're not you haven't listened to a ton of our episodes. So here at the Loyal Littles podcast, we call this lurking, mm-hmm. not stalking. OK, <laughs> so just let's get that out of the way so you right. don't get freaked out. Now, are you the one that's moving again? I am currently in the Lehigh Valley and I've been here for the past three years, Philadelphia, Lehigh Valley, okay. um, you know, last like three to four years. So I'm fairly settled. Mom likes to give me a hard time, but you know, it's she gets a new place to visit every every few years. So I don't really know how she could hate that too much. Sure. She was actually just here this weekend. Oh, oh wow. nice. Okay, yeah. so I mean, I'm sure though she would enjoy more if you moved to like Hawaii and stuff like that though. So that's uh, not in the she, cards. Would, she would find things to complain about, like how much it costs to get out there or something. Oh, that's right. true. That's, that's right. a good point. That, that would be that's a good point. All right. So now you are I, again, we it's lurking. It's not stalking. But I might have saw a post that your mom said about... Now, you're in Easton, Pennsylvania now? Yes, yes. Okay. Because I jumped right on top of that because I've been to Easton many, many times, believe it or not. But you have the Corolla factory there, don't you? Yeah, the Corolla experience is literally right down the road. And we had Heritage Day, which was a big celebration of the history of Easton. And then there was fireworks um, that literally could see from the bedroom window, which is pretty cool. That's okay, cool. So what is the Corolla experience? I didn't. I guess that's what it was called when I went, but I'm not sure entirely. Yeah, I mean, it's more for younger kids. And I guess it's just experiencing how they make crayons. I don't know. <laughs> well, which could be, I don't know. I always phone those things. Mom took some good selfies outside of it. Though, oh, so. oh, so she didn't get to go inside. No, she didn't. Although she would have loved the air conditioning. Probably. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, she do. All right, so let's get back into you, though. Okay, so seriously. So let's start, I think... We could go back to your mom's episode, but let's let's pretend we didn't interview her. Where did you grow up and all that stuff? And where did you go to school? Because I want to get into that because I'm yeah. really excited about the soccer stuff and all that. So. I'm excited about the athletic training stuff. Oh, yeah. So we got a lot <laughs> to talk about. So go ahead. So where did you grow up again? So I grew up in Warrington, Virginia, which is in Fauquier County. So I went through the public school system there. Um, and then I went to undergrad at Concord University in Athens, West Virginia. So very small West Virginia town, one stoplight, one pizza place, a bank and a CVS was what consisted of the town. 
And then I did my grad school right after at East Strasburg. So to be fair, I've kind of made my way back up to the you know Lehigh Valley, East Strasburg, Philadelphia area right. um, from grad school. So now, but you moved to Massachusetts though, right? William, is that where she is now? Yeah, she's in Williamstown. So you so moved I there. Did, yeah, I did work at Williams College for a few years. So but she... I had also lived in Orlando. Mom didn't mind coming to visit in Orlando. Ah. So. <laughs> so, but she decided to settle in Williamstown, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you up and moved. <laughs> Life happens, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so when did you, you mentioned soccer. So when did you start playing soccer and all that? Uh, probably when I was like second grade, I would think. Oh, okay, um, so lifer. Yeah, the definitely my first activity was probably dance, which I was not very good at. If we scroll back to some VHS video recordings of my dance experience, I was the kid not doing what the rest of the group was doing. Yeah. Um, so a little embarrassing. Not sure why the parents left me in that for another year after that. But that was the beginning of my athletic experience, right, so I guess. Do we have yeah. permission to reach out to your mother to get some of said video so we can uh, use that as promotion? Yeah, she, she might actually have converted it to DVDs because she converted a bunch of other VHS right. to DVDs. So yeah. right. you actually can view it these days. Okay, no, I remember. Roxy has a few of those. I have many of those. <laughs> I started, I grew up dancing and I'm still a dancer. And yeah, so I know the VHS tapes well and the converting. And I mean, I have to say, if we were in class together, I would have wanted to stand next to you so I could... <laughs> help you and encourage you. Oh, I thought you were going to say so I could look better. No, so you could look better. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no. I was definitely one of those kids that was like, come on, like this, let's do the step. Like this is what it, this is what we're doing now. I don't know know? if we're buying that, but uh, okay. You probably would have hated me, but I would have tried to have been your friend (laughs) through it. (laughs) She's like, I just want to play soccer. Yeah. Okay. So you started playing soccer. So now which collegiate, where did you play in college? I played at Concord University. And what is that? What division is that? Division two. All right. Because my, my yeah. school was a soccer school, too. We were division one. Now we're division three. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> they made the final four one year, three years before I got to college. And then they were just so-so yeah. ever since then. Because I never understood that because that was the only sport we were division one. Everything else was division three. I didn't realize they could do that. Because going in high school, it was always, I thought it was how many students attended the school does that make sense to you yeah and i mean but they do that with football a bit too where they play in different divisions yeah why depending that on the, how that is the institution right huh. well my college we were i think division one in almost all the sports except football we were division one double a which i didn't i i don't understand yeah, any, I don't of understand it, any, but, any of that stuff um yeah they my school had different they were affiliated with different divisions i guess you would right. say so and so what was your major in college? Athletic training. Oh, so it was. Okay, going great. to a division two school was one of the only places that said I could do athletic training because of the clinical experiences that you needed, mm-hmm. as well as play a sport. So Oh, interesting. Well, what was that like? Very time consuming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, class class in the morning, clinical hours in the afternoon, then go to practice, mm-hmm. then eat, do your homework, whatever else you need to do, and go to bed at a reasonable hour, hopefully. Right. And so, and that's what you, you do now, right? Yeah, I'm an athletic trainer now okay, at so a small is, I'm going to turn the show over to Roxy now because that's what she's studying to do now. Now, you already got well, one certificate? I'm not necessarily studying athletic training, but I'm studying personal training. Okay. And right now I'm into corrective exercise. And just, mm-hmm. I figured being such a heavy dancer that I am, it would be helpful to actually know what's going on with my body if something doesn't feel right. Why is it? Where is it coming from? So I thought this could be, I wasn't sure if I missed the boat on going to school for athletic training. I didn't know if I went to school for musical theater, just a small liberal arts college. And I don't know if I like kind of missed my chance to become an athletic trainer, go to school for it. So I thought personal training would be kind of a good start into the world of learning about how the body works. And what was your um, first certificate you got? Was that personal per, training? Yeah, okay. personal And now training. you're doing corrective. And what corrective are some of the exercise, other ones you're doing? Nutrition, performance enhancing. Now, did you have to go through all that stuff? No, I mean, I have my CSCS, which is a strength right. and conditioning certification. Mm-hmm. Um, so get a lot of that knowledge that through like the corrective exercise as well as the performance enhancing. Right. The, that kind of knowledge has come from that certificate 
certification. Right. Um, and you have the capabilities being a, a athletic trainer, you have the capabilities of diagnosing certain things that like I wouldn't be able to. Is that I w- correct? I would hope so. Yeah, after, that's correct. After how many years of experience. Right, I would right. Hope I would have that knowledge. Right. Well, no, but many- that's something that's like very there in everything that I'm reading, everything I'm learning, they're like, you cannot do this. You have to refer to so-and-so. Yeah, it's been really interesting. So how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been certified since 2009. Amazing. And so you're moving around a lot. So what is that? So you're working at the college now? Is that what you said? Yeah, I work at a small division three college in the area. And are you working with all athletes or is it like soccer specific or... Uh, up until this year, I've been with men's soccer, women's basketball, and baseball. Okay. So a little bit of different sports and athletes and different injuries, upper extremity, lower extremity. Right. But for the most part, at a smaller institution, you get to work with a lot of different folks, depending on who needs what, who's covering what event each day. So it's nice to have that variety in your day. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay, I have another question. When you're working with your stu- with these students, these athletes, are you also incorporating things like ice baths for them? Uh, I mean, an ice bath could be something that you use. There's not a lot of good research that actually helps with recovery or delayed onset muscle soreness. So we usually try to encourage them to do some other things. And obviously with COVID, ice baths is not really a sanitary right. friendly, sure, sure. <laughs> friendly modality. No, you know, that's, yeah. that's, I didn't even think of that. In my profession, we have athletic trainers that work with us. And after every rehearsal, after every show, there are ice baths ready for us. Obviously now with COVID, I, I'm curious to see what happens if now, change. if that will change. But I've also seen other things like people will put these big boots on their legs and that's supposed to, there's like some cooling effect. Yeah. Yeah. That's intermittent compression. Uh So it uses your body's lymphatic system to flush out the toxins or the lactic acid. Um, That actually has some pretty good research that that works fairly well with that delayed onset muscle soreness. Can I Um, buy a vowel? Can I purchase one of those for myself? (laughs) Can I buy a vowel? What the hell are you talking about? This is great. You better be taking notes because you're going to impress everyone at work. Like they're going to go in and be like, yeah, I know all about this. Whatever she just said, because I have no idea what she just said. Yeah, no, they're, I, I've seen people using them more recently, but I, I didn't know kind of what they were, what they did. But if there's more research on that being helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. And all I'm, you got to do is wipe them down and then they're yeah. sanitized and ready for the next person. Sure. So. Wow. Okay. So my question though is, do you have a favorite out of which group you're working with? It doesn't really matter. They're all the same to you, right? Oh, they, they all have their pros and cons for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it depends you know, you miss your soccer team when you're in basketball season, but then you miss working with the basketball team when you're in soccer, like right. vice versa. It depends on how needy athletes are at sure. times. So. And is there a, a crossover at all in Division Three by any chance? Yeah, there's an overlap period. So from fall to winter, there's usually at least a couple of weeks where all those teams are going and then same thing happens with winter to spring. Uh, um, but last spring, because of COVID, we had all of our teams going at the same time. At one point, we had basketball finishing up. Our fall sport teams got like an exhibition season. So right. they started practicing as well as our spring sports started practicing at the same time. So it was a little little bananas. Wow, that must have been crazy. And Fingers crossed for a little bit more normal. This yeah, year. right. Yeah. And do any of the athletes cross over by any chance? Like, is there any like soccer, baseball players or anything like that? Oh, we do have soccer, baseball. We have soccer, lacrosse. We have a lot of track and field football crossover as well as, you know, some other athletes, a lot of track and field crossover from other sports as well. Hmm. Especially at Division Three, that's probably more plausible than at other levels. Yeah, that's why I was asking because like uh, that was big at our college too because Mm -hmm. we were Division Three for most sports. Right. And we didn't have enough people (laughs) to go there. (laughs) And I still wasn't good enough, even though I tried out for basketball and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Volleyball was more my sport, but I was so busy with my major because I was a music education major. So I was always in rehearsals or something, you know, some education psychology class of some sort, (laughs) which I hated, but what you got to do. Yeah. So when you have a student athlete come to you needing help, like what is your biggest piece of advice for them when they're trying to work out an injury or get through a season? I mean, I think the biggest thing is listening to their body and being able to communicate that because like I can't tell what they're feeling, right? Right. Like I can see how functional they are or how well they're doing in a practice or a game, but I can't know how that pain feels or how that affects them. Right. So I think that 
I think the big thing working with collegiate athletes in general is just communication and them becoming better at it sure. um, as, as young adults. So yeah, that's it's, always the challenge. It's not easy to say, oh, I'm feeling a lot of pain here. And if asked, well, what is the pain level? Like the person could feel the pain level being very extreme, but in comparison to something, because I had that happen to me where I was injured and they asked, okay, what's your pain level? And I said like a nine out of 10. And they were like, well, are you, they kind of equated it to, were you hit by a bus or were you mauled <laughs> yeah. by a bear? But how would you and know I said, what those feel And I like? said, no. And they said, okay, then your pain level is not that extreme. It's yeah. probably more around like a five. And I, it, it, having that perspective and being given that perspective really helped me be able to then communicate better in the future just something as simple as that and as ridiculous as it sounds because I'm sure you have people that come in and say oh my gosh this hurts so bad it's very painful like super extreme pain levels but then in reality in comparison you're like you're gonna be okay this is really more where you're at is there a chart for this there there was for me anyway so yeah, you're telling like, me it's like smiley faces and yeah it's... so well so at like nine there's a bear yeah no, there's not. Come yeah. on. Are you kidding me? No. Wait, so there's a bear attacking you at nine and what yeah. was the other one? Hit by a, a bus? I might have a picture somewhere in my Stop phone it. of it. Yeah. Oh, this is a bummer because I was actually <laughs> going to shout out right now and say, Eric Lonergan, I know you're busy with your comic strip now, but right. I mean, this could be a fun thing, you know, if you have this little, you know, diagram. I'll have of, to see if I could find it. I'm pretty right. sure I took a picture to remind myself when I'm in pain, like, okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> but okay. So, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be hijacking this interview because I have nothing to contribute, but I mean, how would you know? How would you know if you've never been hit by a bus? I and mean, is there a difference between getting hit by a bus and a taxi? Now I'm going New York City on this, but... I think that's a little too specific. Oh, okay. I think My you're bad. getting a little too specific there. Sarah, help me out here. I mean, what do you think? Like, I don't oh, know. I mean, geographically, not all athletes would know what a taxi <laughs> that, like, That's so very I don't true. Know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. fair enough. I mean, it, it's, it's so subjective and it's right, more right. of education and trying to right. talk to someone and trying to really figure out what's what's going on and, right. and sometimes it's not even physical pain so right. and that's honestly that's that's why I wanted to start learning about just even just personal training and corrective exercise so just so that I can know myself what with, it feels like to be hit by a bus well no with my <laughs> body what's actually happening to me oh. I had a I had a, <laughs> a pulled hamstring the uh, in 2019 at the height of my season and it was I've never experienced that pain before or that struggle before and it really freaked me out because I didn't know what was happening if I had more knowledge at the time then I might have been able to communicate better but again I mean it was a it, it was a good learning experience I would say <laughs> okay fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm just still curious if there's a difference between being attacked by a bear or a lion like what's higher and lower uh, you're too specific all right I'll stop <laughs> all right Sarah we are going to get back to you I swear because you're going to stick around right because we have so much more to get into I'm good all right all you loyal littles will be right back with meet the littles Hi, this is Connie Sheehan, one of the co-hosts of the Weathersfield, Connecticut venue for Summer of Littles 3.1. The man to whom I'm related by marriage, Bob Walsh and I, are looking forward to welcoming Dave Patton, Scott Organic, and other New York, New England area Littles at Lucky Lou's on Main Street in Weathersfield at 5 p.m. on August 7th. So please head over to summeroflittles.com and RSVP so we know you're coming. Now back to Chuck and Roxy and the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Sarah Quail You. I said that right? Yes. Now, <laughs> yeah. Littles, just for my, I have to say, I mean, it's spelled C-O-E-L-H-O. Go ahead. You do that math. Because there was, I was told there'd be no math involved, and it's pronounced quail you. Yes. And I'm so proud that it's like when we had Christopher on Giannini. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I get so excited when I can say a name correctly <laughs> that I just like saying it over and over again. Okay, Littles, we have so much to get into, but we have to, as they say, this is gold, Jerry, because Roxy found this chart we've been referring to, and it's cracking me up. So we're going to go through this. Number one, 
And, this, and is, this is your pain level. This is your pain level. But first of Information all... Information for life. They have this like little cartoon character. We're going to have mm-hmm. to post this, Roxy. Yeah. And it looks like a Crayola crayon. Did I say Crayola, right? Yes, okay, you did. Okay, good. All right. It does. It looks like it's this little Crayola crayon with feet and arms and obviously eyes. And it's this little cartoon character. That's what it looks like. So number one, might be an itch. Mm-hmm. So wait, that's pain? You have an itch? You well, sure. So I mean, you if go you have into, an itch, you scratch. There's like has, a slight level of pain involved, but Sarah, it's you're it's tolerable. Okay, but Sarah, has anyone come into you as an athletic and go, "I have an itch"? Can you? I mean, tell I me? would hope they would be able to differentiate, but you never know. <laughs> right, okay, well, right. here's number I'm two. I'm trying to I'm trying to Google this to find what this actually. Okay, well, here's like number right two. Now. I just need a band aid. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, well to me like that you would have be a cut bl- or scrape. And, okay, yeah. all right. Number it, three. It hurts, but it's not. I could could believe... that be like, I just need a hug? Number two could be, I just right. need a hug. Exactly. Right, exactly. Right. Thank you, Sarah. Okay, this is hilarious. Number three, it's, it's quote, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Well, that could be the person. Yeah, anything. That could be the person said something to you. Well, yeah. So you go be, to the athletic trainer for this? That could be soreness. And they can say, oh, well, if you put some heat on uh, it before you move, or if you do this exercise before you start, then the soreness It'll still be there, but you can get through your day. Okay, here's um, one for my boss. Number four, this is concerning, but I can still work. That's the level I was actually at in 2019. Really? Yeah. Okay, she, she sent me pictures of this like tape running up her leg. That sounds a little more than concerning. If, if that's... that's what I thought, but I was okay. still able to do my job. I, so. I want to get through these. Number five, B's. And there's with two, a question mark. With a question mark. And there's two B's in the picture. That one I'm not so sure I understand. Crayon. But Okay, well, okay. here's number six. B's exclamation point. Yeah. And there's like a ton of B's around them. <laughs> not really sure. Sir, you must be so excited because you're going to be using this from now on. Um, <laughs> yeah, s- I got to find it. Numbers, oh, we'll send it, it. to you. Don't worry. You. Number seven, I can't stop crying. I was also at that level. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was also a little terrified that I, like, I wasn't doing my job to the best of my ability, even though with the condition I had, I was doing it to the, uh, whatever. Okay, let's get through this because we got to get back to Sarah here. Uh, Number eight, I can't move. It hurts so bad. Now that one, I think that to me, you're a professional, Sarah. So to me, that would be when they come in. Like that's uh, all these you, other. You ones. would think, right? Maybe right. or maybe well, this is. Well, you get concerning. more of those uh, two to three. Yeah. Posts yeah right. Sometimes. So, <laughs> number nine, mauled by a bear or by a ninja. Now, okay, littles, Sarah, I need your professional opinion on this. Isn't there a big difference between a bear and a ninja? I mean, I know I jokingly said what, bear and what lion. What kind of bear? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. It's not that it's not specified. No. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Right. right? Is that mm-hmm. that's how the line goes? Uh, no. So brown bears. Black bears. Black bears. We're trying to do a, 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 a Dwight office joke here and it's failing miserably. Yeah, but anyway. Okay. 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 And number 10. <laughs> I feel like we need like the David Letterman <laughs> drum roll here. Number 10. Unconscious. Now, if you're unconscious, how do you go to the trainer? Like, what? Well, how do you feel pain if you're unconscious? Yeah, yeah, very good. This is horrible. (laughs) This is gold, but it's horrible. Well, the good thing about that is if it happens on the job, there's hundreds of thousands of people around. So they can be like, hey, come over and help her. You mean if you go unconscious? Yeah. Okay, but again, how would you tell someone your pain level if you're unconscious? Sarah, you need to send a new one into <laughs> Anyway, that. it's it's hanging up for reference, and I didn't realize that I didn't realize what it was. I never saw it before. I never really seeked it out. I didn't know what it was. And when I was going through my hamstring injury, which as a rocket, you have to kick your leg, and if you have a hamstring injury, that's really difficult. Of course. Um, Fair enough. But, but I- the, yes, when I first said my pain level was like a nine, she was like, "Come here for a second. Okay. I wh- hobble over, and she points this out to me. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's not actually my pain level." Okay. <laughs> Do it. Sarah, save us from this. Save us from ourselves. Anyway, communication but, is key. But we thought that would be really funny since we found it, and we're sorry. That that we used your episode to do that, but it does pertain to you. So I, maybe you'll use does, some of those in the future. Maybe. Sarah. Or maybe I'll create a better one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's get into this. How? Now, this is one of our dream interviews because this is the first mother-daughter for sure, and I think even just parent-sibling mm-hmm. little combination we've ever had. How did this happen? How, how did you get into Tony? How did you start listening? How did you become a loyal little? Well, like kind of how my mom explained, I 
grew up watching the PTI show with my dad and knowing that there were columns in the newspaper. I didn't really read the newspaper, but knew who Will Vaughn and Tony Kornheiser were. And then I, I guess when the pod started, mom found out that it was it was running and she had started listening and she told me about it. And it was probably like a while after the pod had already been been up and running. And I was like, well, I'm too far behind to start from the beginning. So I just kind of hopped in and that was when I was actually up living in Williamstown. And I've just been been a loyal little since. Usually, a, mom and I try to be around the same episode, but given that she has a little bit more free time, she's able to <laughs> be on on schedule a little bit better than than me. Um, I used to have a longer commute, so I would be able to catch up a little bit better with the pods. But you know, having the podcast still going on during COVID and living alone and being furloughed at one point, that was pretty special to me to still have that to like yeah. listen to on walks and feel like you had these these folks that were your friends, but not really your friends. Sure, <laughs> yeah, no, sure. absolutely. And it's, it's like one thing that like stayed somewhat normal, yeah. like being able to listen yeah. to them. Yeah. And I hope he took those emails that people would write in about it to heart because yeah. it, especially for me, I mean, I felt that way because we had nothing. Yeah. You know, we had no work. We had, we were just yeah. sitting in the apartment and yeah. it just made it semi-normal, I guess is how we would say it. Yeah. For like an, for an hour just to hear right. them talk in circles about yeah. nothing. Just about there was nothing. no sports right. going on either. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Cause you're right. There were no sports going on. There was not, I mean, some things, you know, like where yeah. will Tom Brady go and stuff like that. Right. And, you know, those yeah. kind of stories. Yeah. So do your sport fandoms lie where you're, your mom's does like who, what's your favorite team are you a philly person now that you're there or how how did that change yeah i'm definitely so my grad my dad grew up in south jersey so he was always a philadelphia fan through and through so growing up we kind of always had that eagles fan instilled in us but i mean i was a cubs fan for a brief time oh. um, when i was younger i think it started because i liked like their mascot and yeah, the colors of, of the jerseys yeah. uh, but then became like a sammy sosa mark grace ryan sandberg fan so i have a lot of like collectibles from that era but then being back in this area and just trying to align my allegiances in in one one city um it's definitely the the philly the philadelphia teams are the the ones that i root for the hardest definitely more football football baseball that i follow than the 76ers i mean nba basketball they're playing defense so it's kind of hard to watch <laughs> right yeah, it's hard <laughs> are you a college fan any of those temple or anybody like that being that I went to a D3 school, I don't really have like a right. big D1 school allegiance or anything like that. I mean, so what is your, you said baseball, football is your favorite. Is that your go to? Yeah, sport? I mean, but I'm also a big, big soccer fan. United States women national team. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Watch that. Mom and I actually went to uh, the World Cup semifinals in Montreal. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, so that was pretty pretty awesome see, we were just sitting sitting on the couch when i lived in vermont i lived in vermont for a small, small period of time as well mm-hmm. <laughs> nice <laughs> we're just sitting on the couch watching the, the game before and it ended and mom was like to montreal like we can drive there yeah and i was like do you want to go so i looked up tickets and we oh, just wow. got in and went it was pretty pretty awesome experience to share that with her oh my gosh that's such a great story yeah why didn't she tell us that story she was saving it oh okay <laughs> Yeah, she let me have the soccer. She let you have that one. She's like, I know she'll tell that story. Yeah. Now, this is just proof that you make the perfect podcast guest is because you're going, you're leading the podcast to where I wanted it to go because we had a very recent discussion about this. And they did it, of course, on the big show as well. But since we have a professional with us, I want to like get your opinion on this. So we had England and Italy recently mm-hmm. and, and in penalty kicks. So how, where do you lie on all that? I mean, it's the way the game's always been. It. I don't think you could play a soccer game until someone scores. You might be there for, for days. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of strategy and tactic behind penalty kicks. So, I mean, I think it makes it exciting. I, I so. You know, it's funny. What I've been gathering, and I that's why I wanted to ask you, because you're one of the first ones I know that, because you played the sport. Now, so is yeah, that... I was a goalie, too. So. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay, so is it different from a player standpoint as it would be from a fan? Can you separate those? Maybe. I mean, I would think fans would want to see see more of the game played and just see it out till the end. But, right. you know, as a as a soccer goalie, I mean, the pressure is all in the kicker. So it's, it's Wait, kind of a fun, really? fun situation. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they should make that. They're how many yards away? Right. Like right there. So you're not saying that. Well, it's like a foul shot. So you're. Wait. OK, fine. No. Come on. There's no one <laughs> waving their hands in front of you and like jumping up in front of the basket. 
on a yeah, foul shot. Like, the goalie is so little compared to the Yeah, that's the goal. true. Well, no, I get that, but I'm just saying there's no defense. What's it's like my physical education teacher used to say, because when you know, us bowlers and us golfers, he would make fun of us because we played those sports. He's like, What there's no defense. That's 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 not a sport. There's no defense. And I'm like, What? Like, have you ever tried to like hit a golf? You know, anyway. But my point is, I'm trying to give you some props here. So you're not saying it's 50. I would think at minimum, it would be 50-50. There's, there's got to be a ton of pressure on the goalie in that spot. I mean, yeah. if you save this, if you save this kick and you win the cup, I mean, there's no pressure there. Yeah, but I could save it or they could miss it or, you right. know, I think there's more happen. pressure on the, on the kicker. Oh. Sure. Well, I mean, you I get be, that, but she's, uh, I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I, the way you said it so casually, you made it sound like if anything, it's like 90, 10, I would think minimally 60, 40, I would think 50, 50, but I mean, you're the pro. So I, I'll take your word. For <laughs> well, you. I'm not a pro. Well, but you <laughs> played. I did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I could definitely see it being a situation where it's, it's a different, the players view penalty kicks differently than the fans oh, do. Right. Well, I, I was, totally understand Yeah, I wanted that. to get into that yeah. because I got to be honest as a I don't even I wouldn't even call myself a casual fan. I guess I would now because of Simon and a couple of weeks ago or whenever this match was on. See, Simon, I'm learning. We were walking down the street and of course this crowded bar uh, was right. like screaming and this guy actually walked by. So he goes, "Do you have any idea what they're cheering about?" And I went and you know, we told him. He's like, "Oh, you know, he just kept walking." But my point is because I think the penalty kicks are super exciting. Okay? Because it's it's almost like all right, let's get the, I don't know. I almost feel like that should be the game personally, <laughs> instead of like we wasted 90 minutes or whatever it is of this just running around. I feel like it's that around. moment in the movie where everything goes slow motion and oh, you yeah. hear that inspirational music. Are they going to make it? Aren't they going to make it? And it's exciting. Roxy, um, have you seen the movie Victory? No. Sarah, have you? No, I don't think so. Whoa, come on. Seriously? Maybe I have the wrong name. Sylvester Stallone? No. Oh, you got to see this. If you're a soccer fan. Oh, it's all about soccer. It's like one of the greatest soccer. Well, if there yeah. is soccer, well, there's more now. But anyway. Right. All right. It's anyway. on the list, Roxy. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, no, I just think it's exciting. I mean, it's Sarah, as a goalie, what is that like? Well, I mean, it's it's a stressful situation, but I mean, you're just, you know, you know, you only have to save like one to give your team a shot, mm-hmm. really. So. That's wow. so, so interesting. Yesterday, the the Euros was wild with people missing and multiple saves. Like that's oh yeah, unusual, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Such high great. level players is crazy. Yeah, this is so interesting to hear your point of view as a goalie because I would never think that. I would think it would be super stressful, and you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to save all of these because if you save all of them, you win the cup for your team, basically, essentially. I mean, you yeah. could look at it that way. Well, because also on the big show, they're always talking about a hot goalie. Now I'm talking hockey can take a team deep into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a mm-hmm. hockey guy either, but I can see where that could be true. And I understand your you're first, you know, you're probably going to point out, well, a hockey goal is much smaller than a soccer goal. Right. Yeah. Um, but all right. Well, Sarah, believe it or not, we're almost out of time here. So we, we pride ourselves on giving at least a few fun, dumb questions, if that's OK with you. Sounds good. <laughs> He's more up your alley. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> all right. Question. Olympics, are you a fan? Definitely. Winter or summer? That's hard. Yeah, right? I really love, like, soccer, so obviously the summer Olympics is when soccer's played, but then the winter Olympics just has such, like, cool different sports. Yeah. You know, like mm. speed skating and sure. snowboarding and, you know, mom loves to watch figure skating and yeah. whatnot. So, I mean, that's pretty pretty cool because it's not really sports that you're always exposed to, or at least I wasn't growing right, up. Right, so. right. Mm. So obviously, I, is it? am I correct to assume that if you were to be an athlete in the Olympics, you would choose soccer as your sport? Yeah, or like badminton or something. I was going to ask that. If it couldn't be soccer, what sport would it be? So badminton. Now why, yeah. why is that? I don't know. I just worked the Central American and Caribbean games and watched a lot of badminton with the international players, and it was just very interesting. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. It's so, <laughs> a great answer. Semi follow up. Who's your favorite athlete? Well, out of like active, retired, uh, all time. Either. You want to do one of each? Yeah. I mean, I probably would have to go soccer right now and go Carly Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Big women's United States fan. Yep. It's probably probably what I would say is overall probably my, my favorite athlete. Cool. Okay. The only soccer that I can recall ever really watching was I think it was Mia Hamm. I think she was on the team. Yeah. And she like ripped her shirt off. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's right. That was the anniversary of that was like yeah. a oh, day wow. or two ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. It was just really cool to watch that celebration. Oh, yeah, it was iconic. 
I mean, yeah. ironic. Yeah. yeah. Mom and I were reminiscing about that because they we were away on vacation in Vermont. We didn't have television, so we our my parents took us to the bar to watch that. Oh wow! Game. Oh neat! <laughs> wow! True fans. That's so cool. Okay, so my next question: Some might say stirring the pot. Some might say, ah, eh, maybe you can come clean on our podcast. What's the worst thing you did as a kid? Ah. Maybe mom doesn't know about. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, and my sister will probably say the save is slammed a door in my sister's face and she put her arm through the glass pane. But Whoa. That's probably the worst. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you. You know, those siblings, sibling rivalries and competitiveness and mom wasn't home for it. So she got home after everything was all taken care of. And oh, okay. Whatnot, so but. I'm going to share this then similar where me and my sister are playing ping pong. I said something I won't say on air here. And she literally threw the paddle at my head. And I mean, like whipped chucked it, it, chucked <laughs> it, not just like, yeah, okay. And I ducked and it hit the window behind me and broke the window. And same similar thing. We had to like, we got it all taken care of though, before my dad came home. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> that would have been bad. Anyway, Roxy, what do you got? <laughs> oh gosh. If you could live in any TV home, what would it be? Probably the the full house. Yeah. House. Now, do you want? And you just have like cool. You have Kimmy next door, and you got well, you got so your that's uncle. The and thing. Yeah. So you want Uncle Jesse? You want? You want him. like yes. all the characters to be there yes. with you? Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Out and have fun. That'd be really cool. Is someone semi impressed that I knew Uncle Jesse and who he was, and yeah. that he was in the show. Okay. Um, I never did you watch Fuller House? Oh, geez. Uh, I watched a few episodes, but it just wasn't. Wasn't it wasn't the same. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed it. It was cute, but like it, it wasn't the same. Yeah. The original is the best. All right. So. And I'm, you'll see the theme I'm going with. Uh, but what's your favorite childhood book? I mean, my mom would probably say Goodnight Moon was mm. my favorite book when I was like little, little. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of more of like when I could actually read <laughs> what my favorite book was. <laughs> I was big like E.B. Webb. E.B. White, oh, right? Yeah, like yeah. Charlotte's, Charlotte's Web, Web, yeah. Stuart Little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, let's let you talk a little bit about yourself again. What accomplishment are you most proud of? I mean, probably, you know, obviously graduating and getting the athletic training certification. You have yeah. to pass a pretty hard mm. certification exam. Um, you know, more generally just being a, a functioning adult and paying my own bills. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is an accomplishment. <laughs> so I try to remind myself of that. Not everyone's doing that. So Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate the little things. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're already out of time. This has been great. I so much to talk about, and it's been really fun for us because, like I said, it was fun to get to know your mom, and now we get to meet you as well. Is there anything you want to plug? How can we find you if you want to be found? Are you on Twitter and all that stuff? Oh, uh, I deactivated Twitter during all the election nonsense. Yep. Good for you. Um, <laughs> And deactivated Facebook. So, I mean, I do have an Instagram, but it's private. So, okay. Now, now, you could try to find it. You could try to find it. Well, no, we don't have to give anything out. Now, my question, though, is because I did not know this feature existed. I think it was Jolene, Jolene that filled me in on this. Now, did you know this thing? Twitter has like, they're called trigger words or something. So, no, like, you can type in words, and if anything with that word comes up, so you could go Trump, you could go Biden, you could go anything, you know, anything political, anything, yeah. Clinton, anything. It just gets rid of it. It just gets rid of it. So I you know, don't see it. It was yeah. like such a great Filters thing. It and out. it's not just politics for me. It's other stuff, too. That right. I'm just like, no, stop. I don't right. Know. Yeah. Especially with yeah. like the Loyal Littles podcast Twitter feed, because I just want to talk to Littles. Right. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you want to dip your toes back in the Twitter universe, that might be a good way to go. Right. Because I didn't even know that existed. So there's something for you. Uh, All right. Well, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Roxy? Over or under? Over. Definitely. Cool. Now, (laughs) forgive me. I forget what the last... Do we remember what your mom said? Is that uh, a family thing? I mean, that's pretty standard in the household. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. I think so. That's what I was thinking. But well, Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to meet the Littles. This has been so much fun. I know your mom really appreciates it. Yeah. Best wishes to both of you. Yeah. And we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. All right, all you loyal Littles. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Kate Milan, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on WTFC. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. We're not going to go into it. They're all great. Yep. The, the Meet the Littles guests, 
they just they're we just love amazing. You all. We love you all. You're amazing. So let's get to our Friday five. All right, Roxy, what's the first one? The first question: Your first celebrity crush. All right, you want Who? me to go first? Oh, you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, go. I, I got it. Alyssa Milano. Yep. No I doubt see, about yeah. it. Who's the boss? I knew that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In Jurassic Park, the movie, the original, the daughter. I remember being, I don't, know, I don't know how old I was, like seven or something. I just remember being obsessed with her, being like, oh, my God, this mm. is, this person mm. is everything. So <laughs> random. I have no idea who this person is, what the actress's name is now. But, um, yeah. Way to do your homework, Jurassic Park. <laughs> I know. I should, yeah, well, I should look it up. Someone, will, someone will write in. <laughs> yeah. All right. Roxy, what do you got? Okay. Well, I'm not really sure which was the first, but I have three. And I, it just depends on which one I saw first. It was either Paul McCartney, Christopher Plummer as Captain Von Trapp, or Han Solo, so, Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, but I don't, I don't remember which one I watched first. Okay, how old were you at this time? A child, a small child. <laughs> Look, Chuck, we've talked about this. this. Is, I know. This is why, and this is making sense right. why she likes me. Okay, because right. I'm old. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Rich, save me here. What do you got? Yeah, you know, I'm a few years older than you guys, and when you said that question, it I hearkened back to my pre-adolescent fantasy, the old Batman show, the Ooh. TV show. Oh. Eartha Kitt? Catwoman. Eartha Catwoman. Wow. Julie Newmar oh. in a tight leather suit. Come oh, on. I thought it was Eartha Kitt was the original. Eartha Kitt, there were two different Catwomen, oh, and there okay. was Eartha Kitt, but Julie Newmar had it over me, man. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Nice. All right, Roxy, what's number two? Number two, your current celebrity crush. Oh, Oh, and Roxy, I'm sorry to interrupt. We should give a quick shout out to Chewy Calhoun, who provided the Friday Five this week. And we really want to thank them because they are pretty spectacular, especially the ones coming up. So Ritz, what do you got for this one? Yeah, you know, I have to go kind of standard old school i just always have had a thing for julia roberts and that's good um the other one the other one and i've actually had the good fortune of meeting her salma hayek wow way to bury the lead that's (laughs) really l-e-d that was for you claire yeah l-e-d all right number three a celebrity crush for which you'd absolutely ruin your family home life for in a heartbeat and think nothing of it (laughs) <laughs> Simon, why don't you go about this one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the same, almost it's the almost same question the same. for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I guess I'd probably go with Emma Watson, I think. Yeah. Just because, you know, not only is she gorgeous and she's English, obviously, which helps. She also <laughs> has all the Harry Potter money and she does a lot of good work for the UN for like, you know, women's rights and things. Yeah, so, she uh, does. She's great. Yeah. I like good. following her. All right, Roxy. Let's hear it. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I I should stick to like any of the four that I've mentioned previously. But I also, you know, have always had a thing for Zac Efron. Don't hate me. I'm sorry. He's like a fine wine. He ages so well. We've been married two months. You're going to ditch me for Zac Efron? I mean, (sighs) I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to pick Ashley Tisdale then. Great. All right. Fair. All right. (laughs) Well, funny story. There's a connection to Ashley Tisdale. When I did Les Miserables as a kid, I was on tour with her for a year. What? Wow. Really? She was the little girl? She was little Cosette. She was little Cosette? Wow. Oh, wow. I can see that. Oh, that's awesome. So why aren't we you hanging out rival, now? Uh, we opened up rival restaurants in our dressing rooms. And you. hers was popular for a while, but then she gave half the cast food poisoning because they didn't put their mayonnaise in the fridge. Um, <gasps> and so they got closed down. And then the World Cafe in our dressing room became the uh, only the competition. Spot. So. Wow. Yeah. He'll, be, right. he'll be in the next high school musical. So. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number four. What's four? All Roxy. right, number four. Do you have a Littles crush? Speak it now in this judgment-free zone. <laughs> All right, so I feel like Roxy and I might answer for each other because well, that could be fun. I don't think you know mine. Oh, I think I know yours. I don't anyway. think you do. All right. Uh, I know you don't. Oh. <laughs> All, right. All right, we're going to let Roxy start this. All right, I'm going to start it out. All right, who you got? Honestly, I crush on all the littles. I, I'm really <laughs> right, like, I'm no, seriously, I am amazed every single time I meet someone over via Skype. And I'm so excited to someday actually meet these people in person. I love all of you. You're all freaking amazing. And all right, that's no, but seriously, like, so I, you're not I can't give an answer? choose. I oh, can't you're not, choose. Oh, that is ridiculous. Okay. There's right. no way. That's so unfair. Ritz, what do you got? Yeah, I don't know. Other than Roxy, of course. Um, if Gee, I've got I'm any littles uh, crushes, um, but 
that being said, I am super excited to meet other Littles at the Summer of Littles on August 7th. All right. Now, Simon, this might be tricky for you because we yeah, kind of challenging. I've introduced you I, to the world of Littles, kind of. So you might not really. have. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, I think it's a good idea that Ritz has is like maybe I'll answer that question after Summer of Littles, you know, and then I'll have a better idea. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm not going to pull a Will Bond Roxy. I'm going to just lay it out there. It's fine. All right. I can't really say it's a crush because I've never met her or anything. I've never even talked to her. But Jen Babish was always one of my favorites because she was an O's fan. And I always thought, oh, my gosh, her and Chuck, Tiny Chuck would get along really great. And I've even said if she ever comes on, I would love to have Tiny Chuck on the interview because she's a diehard Orioles fan. And I just love her comments and the fandom and all that stuff. So she was just always one of my favorite posters, I guess is what I'll say. I wouldn't really say a crush. And actually, one of the only two jingles I've ever written, she kind of Mm semi-inspired, was when I did the We Want Brackets to We Will Rock You. Right. And it was because she was the one that was uh, uh, last year leading the fight for the big show to have the bracket shows. Yep. So... That's that's I think all. That's say. a good answer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's the last one? All right, number five: <laughs> Orange Crush and Chris Crush Davis with a C, or Grape Crush and Chris Crush Davis with a K. K H R U S H or K H R I S. So orange or grape? Basically, I'll go for. I'm going orange. I, I Chris Davis, Baltimore Oriole. That's where I'm going. I have to pick a color. <laughs> orange or what? Orange or Purple? grape? Basically, or orange, grape. Or grape. Yeah. orange or purple. Oof. Um, purple. Purple. All right. Ritz, what do you got? You know, I'm going to go purely from the baseball statistical analysis here. <laughs> of course um, you are. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Chris Davis from the Orioles, who led the league in home runs twice, but also led the league in strikeouts twice. You know, famously, I think, peaked during the steroids thing, and then just totally fell apart as a ball player. Chris Davis with a K from the Oakland A's, I loved because, and I just looked up the stats, we were talking about it before, he batted exactly 247, one, two, three, four years in a row. Whoa. I love that kind of consistency. Wow. Yes. You can look it up, Little. Wow. A real wow. statistical anomaly. So I'm going Chris Davis with a K for the win. Great. So you're, you like grape. That, just come clean. You just like grape. Okay. Yep. And you know what? I like the grape. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember drinking both as a child and liking both. But after hearing, the, after hearing the stats, grape. You're, you're a grape. Grape. You like grape. Chris with a K. Yeah. I drink yeah. a lot of Kool-Aid Littles. And when she makes it, it's always I'm always, I'm, always I grape. always pick the grape. It's all right. <laughs> and I don't Good drink call, it. call, Roxy. I don't drink it, but... Yeah. Well, that's our Friday Five. Ritz, Simon, thank you for being here. This yeah. has been great. This is the first. This mm-hmm. is kind of cool. I mean, who needs Tiny I'll Chuck, I'll have to right? get more chairs for Cool Aunt Claire's table. No, we want Tiny Chuck also. That yeah, would be awesome. Be, yes. We got to get the five. Yeah. Would, then it would be truly the Fab Five. Fab Five. Mm-hmm. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And run, don't walk, over to iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and give us a rate and review. That would be so much fun, and we'd really appreciate it. Yep. All right, all you loyal listeners, thanks for listening. And remember, as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, use that dang code. And we can all f*** up now. From the night deep and dark The light fast poured in The sounds too in stereo All around me crashing As I move through absurd I see a bird Hiding in the corner first Blackened by this universe Hey, blackbird, show me a way you don't know these borders 
So carry me out of here Hey, blackbird Show me a way You don't know These borders So carry me out of here Are we pictures in a gallery? Citizen refugee Our lives up on display The whole world looks away As I move through absurd I see a bird Hiding in the conifers Blackened by this universe is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Londergan. Oh, yeah.